All right, let's get psycho. Squeeze page psychology. Remember, we have three key things that you really need to focus on to market your membership. Audience, list, and launch. So before jumping over to launch, we want to hit your list a little bit more, and specifically, how you build your list by using the squeeze page. I know that last lesson was long, but this is just on the squeeze page or the opt-in page, if you want to call it that. And in this lesson, we're talking about the psychology of the squeeze page. This is the stuff I really like. I know I said I like the last part too. I like everything. Marketing is all about psychology. I'm sure you know that. And for squeeze pages, it's especially important. So for squeeze pages, we use what we call the three-step formula. The three-step formula is to tell the prospect, one, what I have for you, two, what it'll do for you, and three, what I want you to do next, okay? What I have for you, what it will do for you, and what I want you to do next. If you don't describe what you have for them, they're never going to opt in with their email, right? So be clear about that. Don't be vague. Be specific. Remember, I mentioned using a number. This is exactly why. Tell them exactly what they're going to get when they opt in. Five tricks to do such and such, or ten ways to start improving tomorrow. You're giving them specifics when you give them a number. People love that. So now they know, but they need convincing. And this is number two. That's where you tell them what it will do for you. You show them a proven result. You tell them an outcome. A great way to do this is to use the present tense and not the future. So like this. With my three quick tips to grow your business starting today, you double your income, free up valuable time, and improve your life. Right? So we're saying you do this, you do that. Instead of saying, with my three quick tips to grow your business starting today, you will double your income, you'll free up valuable time, and you will start to see improvement in your life. Right? We're taking those wills out of there because the future is too far away. So try speaking in the present. It's just a valuable tip. I know it's a little thing, but it, it does work. Also, make the what it will do for you part really believable and realistic. The example I just gave was a little much for an opt-in, but it could be good to market an entire membership. So give them a small bite-sized improvement that they will see. Something like, learn three strategies to grow your business in just 10 minutes. It's quick and easy and doable when you do it that way. The next part of the three-step formula is, and this is number three, what I want you to do next. People need to be led. This is where you have, obviously, the opt-in form, and you ask them to enter their email. Always ask. The button here should always, always, always repeat what the headline is on the page. And in a way, you're asking them. So you never say, submit, or get the free report. Instead, ask them. The button would say, yes, I, I want to grow my business in 10 minutes. It's, that's not too long for a button, really. And it works. Everything on the page needs to tie together so that it flows from what they get, why they should get it, and what they should do next to get it. You get it? <laughs> okay, now the free content that you're giving as your offer in exchange for their email address, right? Let's cover that. We talked about all of the various types of things you can offer, but here's the psychology part of it. 
Now, always think of this as a bribe. This is the carrot dangling. Something that is so enticing that there's no way the prospect can refuse to not give your email, their email. The content you give has to be so mind-blowing, but it doesn't have to be long, okay? So it's got to be really awesome, but it doesn't have to be long. So quality over quantity. It can be short, but... Of course, it just has to be valuable. So pick some of your very best content and don't worry that you're giving it away for free because you're keeping it short here and you can elaborate on it, on it much, much more in the members area and then support it with multiple media formats, a workbook, etc. So just get good content out there for the squeeze page. Now, do you make the rest of the content you start sending after that if you're doing a series, do you, do you make it appear off the cuff or planned? Now, you might be confused of what I'm talking about here, but here's what I mean. You can either divulge right away that by them opting in, they're going to be getting a series of content, like a, a video series or a series of emails. Test that out. See how it works. But another really great strategy is we call it off the cuff, and it's to offer just the single content, one video. That's all they're opting in for. Then the next day, you send an, an email to them that's a, we call it an oh-by-the-way email. You say something like, we've had such positive feedback from the video I sent out that I quickly recorded another one, and here it is. Get it? So you make it appear that you just decided last second to add in another video. Then you do one more, and maybe another. It makes it appear to be last second and more real, like you're just doing this on the fly, and they feel like it's for them. Another great strategy is to email the opt-ins after they opt-in and ask for feedback after you give them the freebie, after your first video or free download. People love to give their opinion, right? Just like Travelocity and Yelp and Google reviews and Facebook and all that. So ask them what they thought. Allow them to reply back directly to you through email. This works on so many levels. Not only does it make them feel special and part of the program and part of a community of people, but it gives you valuable feedback to make changes and kind of dial it in. And it, it shows you who the serious people are too. You might also actually get a few good testimonials as well. So there you go. Some psychology for your squeeze pages. Now, some strategies next. And these are tips and tricks that I recommend to my clients. These are really important. Sometimes you might already have an email list when you start building out a membership site. You might have a list from something else in the past, or it might be an older list from a past launch you did a while back. So you have two choices here, and clients always want to know what to do in this case. First, you import your email list that you already have into your email software, like MailChimp, say. Then when your funnel is built, you simply skip the opt-in page and you just start sending your series of great free content to this list so they don't ever opt in again. Or, number two, you send out an email to this list pointing, pointing them to the opt-in page and telling them that they, you have something great for them to go check out. And, of course, some people will opt in again and these people are then automatically put through the funnel and start receiving the free stuff. But not everyone will opt in again, of course. So because of that, this might sound like a no-brainer. Option number one is better, right? You get much more people in your funnel. 
Well, not, not always. I mean, you do want a large list, but you also want a healthy list. And that balance is really important. People will quickly unsubscribe if they didn't want to start getting a series of emails from you. And once they do, man, they're gone. So you can hugely reduce this risk by just asking them to opt in again and receive better, newer information. An email that you send them asking them to opt in probably won't result in too many unsubscribes, probably really little. They'll just really just ignore the email if they don't want it. So you save this list and you just you just hold on to it. You could always send an email to them again in, in six months or a year. That way you're not burning these people. When you do ask them to opt in again, you get way less unsubscribes and that results in a healthy list. But again, the downside is you do get a much smaller final list. But forcing this second opt-in, it really does give you a much more targeted healthy list. And these are good leads and hungry prospects. So you can really do this either way, but I and I see it done both ways. I'm I've done both. So it's your choice and what your goals are. All right, here's another thing. Is it best to put the opt-in form right on your homepage or do you build a standalone opt-in or what we call a squeeze page? Well, the answer is yes. <laughs> it's both. There are strategies for using it both ways, and there are pros and cons, so hitting both spots is really the way to go. A standalone squeeze page is definitely less distracting than a website. There's no navigation or other things to lead the prospect away. It's just a single page funneling them to the content you want them to see. You also have no company logo on there because most of the time you don't want them to really know what it's all about yet. You don't want to show a product. So this squeeze page is all about the information, the learning, and how you should enter your name and email to get it. Okay? So just do both. Now, this is a good time to talk about friction. Anything on the squeeze page that slows down the prospect or distracts them from doing what you want them to do, which is basically watching or reading the content, then entering their email, that should be eliminated. Friction is anything that you ask the prospect to do that is unrelated to the goal of opting in. I'll say that again. Friction is anything that you ask the prospect to do that is unrelated to the goal of opting in. So when you have multiple things on your page and you're asking them to opt into your blog or do this or do that, if your goal is to get them to opt into the freebie, then just do that. Keep it focused. Friction is also anything that makes it just difficult for the, for the prospect to opt in. Friction is anything that distracts. You can have friends or family look through your page and ask them how smooth it felt, how convincing it was when they went through it. Got it? Okay, now the downside of a squeeze page versus a home page is that Google sees it as eh, pretty naughty. So you get terrible search engine optimization, or SEO. This is because it's a dead-end page. There's no inbound or outbound links except for the opt-in. So Google doesn't see it as what they call an authority hub. And that's what they call sites that link to a lot of other sites. The opt-in doesn't count as a link to Google. So they just view it as a complete dead end. So you use your squeeze pages more to drive traffic to from things like Facebook ads or announcing a URL from a lecture when you're speaking from stage, etc. And for people who visit your regular website, you 
sure, you just you also capture them there. Now, if you don't have a website, then that's fine. Just do the squeeze page and you're good to go. I would really suggest building a full website, at least on down the road, though, as your membership grows. It is important. While we're talking about your list, some people will do list trading. They trade lists. So you then pitch your product and the other person's product as well to your list. And they do the same for you. You just basically double it all up. This practice is okay if you use it sparingly and really, really trust the other person. But remember, your list is gold. So a good rule of thumb is, if your list is high quality, hold on to it and attempt to increase revenue with quality upsells. If your list is poor and your strategy is more about volume, then trading makes sense. What about on the opt-in form itself? Okay, here's a couple things. Do you need to collect a name or just an email? Big one. Well, there's really no reason to collect a name, and that's really it's just friction, as we talked about before. People are a little hesitant to give their name, especially along with their email. It just feels personal. The only real reason to collect a name is to personalize the emails that you send out, but eh, everyone now sees through that little trick. It's fine to just start right in on the email message without a name, without a dear so-and-so. You don't need to do that anymore. When you do make a sale and the prospect becomes a member and all you have is their email address, then you do, of course, collect their full name, and that's important. You're going to need it then. So you can try a few different variations in the email field, too. I, I like using the words best email in that spot. It tests really well instead of just enter your email or your email. It's best email, as if they have multiple ones and they're really thinking about, I wonder which one's my best one. You know, it, it just get it works. It, 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 does, it tends to increase opt-ins, and it's for some psychological reason. So for the button text, we, we covered that earlier as far as with the submit button. It says, you know, make, make it match your headline. And finally, we're going to hit one more hot topic here. Is it, do you do the single opt-in or the double opt-in? If you're not familiar with what this is, here's the difference. A single opt-in is just what you think. The prospect enters their email address, they submit the form, and then they get taken to a page with the freebie they were promised. And the email gets entered into your email software, like MailChimp. A double opt-in has one more step. After the prospect enters their email, they're taken to a page that tells them, hey, go to your email inbox and verify your email address in an email that was just sent to you. So they do that. They click the link in the email, and you know you, you've done this. You know what I'm talking about. And that verifies their email address with your email software, like MailChimp, and they're then re redirected to the page with the freebie on it that they were promised. So it, you can easily set single or double opt-ins in your email software. They usually have the option. Some actually just have double only. They won't even let you do single. There's a few out there that are like that, but most let you do both. Okay, pros and cons again. And I'm just going to tell you to pretty much always just do single opt-in. Obviously, the double opt-in causes, what did we talk about? Friction, okay? Your list is going to be smaller because many people will just say, screw it, and never verify their email address. You lost them. They just put junk in there, right? The positive side is that every single person on your list has a verified clean email address. Not only is that good for you, but it's also good for your email program. They like that a lot. 
The single opt-in is going to get you a lot of junk email addresses. You know, people just put gibberish into the email field and hit send to get the freebie. Your email software will record these as bounces, and they're going to drop them off. So it's not a big deal, but if you start getting a lot of those, you're going to make your email software like MailChimp a little bit upset, and eventually they can even dump you. So, so here's my patented workaround. It's not really patented. I just like to say that. Not officially. Do a single opt-in. So you just got your single opt-in. They enter your email, and sure, they could put junk in there. But then on the second page that they get access to, the one that has the freebie content that you're offering, you write something like this at the bottom. Here's what you write. You write, hey, I'd love to keep sending you more free content like this. In case you typed your email address wrong on the last screen, just enter it again here. Then you include the opt-in form again, the exact same opt-in form. Email software will automatically merge duplicate email addresses, so no problem there if for some reason someone has already opted in and then they just think they're supposed to do it again. That's It's not a problem. Of course, they the person could always just hit their back button too, but we want to make it super easy for them. Okay. Now that's it for squeeze page psychology and strategies. So next up, let's hit the launch overview and then on to bigger and better things.